Vulcan Guns Podcast. Hey, we've got a whole new look. We've got a whole new way to interact with you guys. We've got a whole new thing going on. And that's, that's only right, because it is a new season. The season yeah. is less than uh, a week away, six days away from Brahma's season, five days away from the XFL season. It is time to get excited about XFL and San Antonio Brahma's football. You're watching or listening to the Smoking Guns podcast. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends and my co-hosts here, R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful people. Leo Yamas. What's up, Smoking Guns Posse? My my twinner. If you're watching on Facebook right now, you will see that Leo and I are not only wearing the same style <laughs> jersey, yes. our gunslingers jerseys, but we're wearing Brahma's hats that match. We are twins. We did not plan that. Totally coincidental. But that's how we're rolling today. Uh, my hat. It says Brahma Mama RC. My husband got this made for me for Christmas. Nice. Very I cool. I love it. Thank you. But it makes a shadow. It makes a shadow on my eyes. So Good job, it. Jerry. Good job, honey, honey. We are the Smoking Guns Podcast. We are a podcast that deals with professional football in San Antonio, in and around San Antonio, centered on the San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL and the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League. We love to talk football. Yes, and if we're oh, going to yeah. talk football on this day of all days, on Monday after the Super Bowl, we have to at least mention that there was a Super Bowl yesterday. There was a game yesterday? Yes, there was. <laughs> what? There was. It was a party in my house. I don't know. In fact, there was a game. The Chiefs beat the uh, Eagles. Was that who made it? The Sheagles? Barely. The Eagles? Barely. Uh, with a... a field goal right at the end of the game it was a tie game all the way through uh what the last minute of the game last few seconds of the game and the eagles uh could not hold off the chiefs pat mahomes and all that he is unfortunately uh leaves the eagles behind in the dust and a three-point win for the chiefs uh what did you think about the game leo i thought it was really interesting that of all people the Philadelphia Eagles brought in Vic Fangio as a consultant on a two-week <laughs> contract so that he could advise them on how to stop a Chiefs offense when Vic Fangio spent not this past season, but the past, what, three, four seasons as a head coach of the Denver Broncos and could not stop the very same offense, not even once. Right? Why would you bring in a guy and pay him money to advise you to do something that he has proven he is yeah, not no. able to do time and time and time again before. No sense to me whatsoever. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, sealed their fate when they made that decision, if you ask me. RC, what did you think of the game? I know you watched. You had your I did. Party. I did watch. We had a little party, a little get-together here at the house. I thought it kept the interest of everybody. And so it was a good game. Sometimes there's blowouts and it's not even fun. It's not interesting. But I would say this game was very entertaining. So I like that. Um, we had, I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to let you know. We had our menu consisted of pizza, wings. Um, we had um, uh, chips. We had Swedish meatballs, nacho dip, 
and lots of desserts. And we had a peach cobbler that was the shape of a football. How about that? How much left? Where where are my my leftovers? Where? Oh, we had Subway sandwiches too. So we I have mean, two. We have two of the sandwiches. We got at least twenty meatballs. They're delicious. Cheese. We still have the cheese. Wings. We still have wings. We ordered some from Papa John's, and uh, we. I also made some homemade wings. I gotta ask this question, and it, is, right. it is relative because the Brahmas actually put out a video on the subject, a teaser video of. Uh, in the last couple weeks, yes. was there pineapple on that pizza that you had, RC? There was no pineapple on the pizza. That seems to be the majority. That's uh, the majority vote. Preference. I know they had even on the Brahmas. Players. That's right. They asked no. the players. Pineapple could go on pizza. Anything could go on a pizza. Um, but pineapple's pretty know. good on a pizza. So, what was on y'all's menu? What did y'all have? Did y'all have a party? I got together with a couple of friends of mine. We had chili and cornbread, Ooh, uh, just a, a pretty standard fare. Um, no so party to... at the Yamases. Oh, really? Uh-huh. No, it was just myself, uh, Lolis, and uh, our daughter Elise came by for part of the first half. Now, Lolis went to HEB earlier in the day, probably about two and a half, three hours before kickoff, uh-huh. got to the parking lot and calls me and says, there is no free parking spots in this entire lot. I'm not dealing with this. I'm turning around and going home. I was like, yeah, everybody's trying to do the same thing you are. Last minute food purchases for a Super Bowl. I was like, yeah, good luck. She says, nope, nope, I'm coming back. And so she came back and um, uh, Elise works at the... Uh, uh, Dos Renos Brewery that also has a pretty nice uh, food menu, and since she was joining us anyway, she brought she brought us we we sent her our order and she, we got food delivered to us. So how oh, about nice. that? Yeah, can't beat that. San Antonio Gunslingers uh, medical personnel, uh, medical chief um, extraordinaire Sochi uh, watching Hi, with Sochi. us, and she said she couldn't watch. She wanted to so bad. Um, hey. It was a good game, which sometimes we do not get good Super Bowl games. Right. It was a good no. game. I thought we got a great game. I it do was a good game. To, I do want to address something because I see a lot of conversation today about one moment in the game. And no, it wasn't Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> she did amazing for being pregnant. She did pretty well. I mean, I couldn't do what she did and I'm not. Uh, whatever yeah. she is, seven, eight months pregnant, whatever it is. So uh, she did well as far as I'm concerned because uh, I wouldn't even be able to do, I would have fallen right off. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. So Sochi tells us why she couldn't watch. Well, she's she, on mommy duty. She wasn't working. She was busy having a baby. So congratulations to Sochi and Brian and all of the Scott family. Um, mm-hmm. as they yeah, that's awesome. the baby. Congratulations. That's cool. Uh, there is a call at the end of the game with less than two minutes left or right at two minutes left. That was a holding call. Do you know what I'm talking about, Leo? Do you remember I do. this call? I do because remember the call. All I've seen all day is and- people saying it's ridiculous that the referees decide the game on a call like that. 
it look, was a good it was a good call. Yeah, look, people. I am a Broncos, a diehard Broncos fan, and I wanted the Chiefs to lose this game just about or more than anybody else out there. <laughs> but the guy had a handful of jersey. Yeah. He pulled it. It affected the play. I understand you let him play. You don't. But that penalty directly affected the receiver's ability to get to where the ball was thrown. It had a direct effect on the play, and I understand the call. Was it a bit ticky-tack? Yeah, sure, but it it was the right call. And I, as a Broncos fan, hate saying that, but no excuse. That was that was a good call. I would certainly have understood it if the ref had chose to swallow his yellow flag and not throw that. I would have totally understood that. Um, and not been, you know, as a neutral fan, I wouldn't have said, oh, they should have made that call. I can't believe they didn't make it because I understand the let them play, uh, you know, mindset. But I, I can also totally understand why that is a penalty, that that was the right call, and why you would throw the flag. So the Eagles got beat twice on the exact same route that ultimately this holding call came on. Just flip-flopped at the other side. The defender was had made the decision, I'm not getting beat by that again. He's even come out and said it was absolutely a hold. I knew it in the moment it happened, and I was just hoping that they would let me slide on it. Mm-hmm. To let them slide is just as unfair, if not more unfair, in the moment of play than to call the penalty. It was a penalty. It, it was the... It, it was, by the book, a penalty. And you can't ever blame the referees for a loss. Uh, the Eagles had their opportunities. You know what? If Jalen Hurts holds on to the ball in the first half and doesn't fumble and allow them to return yeah. the ball for a touchdown, we're not even having this conversation. Right. Yeah. If the Eagles don't leave two receivers wide open within five yards of the end zone, we're not having this conversation. Yeah. So, the Eagles didn't lose this game because of a bad no. right holding Vic Fan- call. Vic Fangio <laughs> lost the game. <laughs> that's that's how I choose to see it. A, a lot of that, that defensive uh, collapse and that bend but not break philosophy that ends up biting you at the end looked really familiar to me, let me tell you. Mo Ferrante checking in saying, not saying he didn't hold. He even admitted he held, but geez, all of a sudden, and then I explain my side, and she comes back and says, don't confuse me with facts. (laughs) Steve Cantu checking in says the right call, even though it was a little ticky-tacky. Yeah, and you see there um, Brian from Reels and Heels saying he's a diehard Miami Dolphins fan since, yeah, well, guess where Vic Fangio said it is the new defensive coordinator. So <laughs> sorry, Brian, but you got a little preview of what you can expect. Good Trust luck. Me. Good luck with that, with uh, Vic Fangio over there. So the Super Bowl is done. Congratulations to Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and all those guys that I really don't care much about. Uh, Kelsey. Way to go. Yeah. One of the Kelsey's. Uh, all of those guys. Yeah. But. Uh, that's over and done with. And you know what that means? Bravo. It's XFL time. It's XFL time. It is forward, baby. All Uh, day. I did not recognize until 
this week as I was looking at the schedule that the XFL scheduled three of the four games this week in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yes, because football is bigger and better in the state (laughs) of Texas than anywhere else. We all know that. Everybody knows that. So they know what they're doing. Like They're like, we're having all the games in Texas, and then we can have one more. And I think the other game is... Oh, that's Seattle? a good... Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe Seattle? Yeah. Uh, so all if there the games... was a fourth Texas team, all four no doubt would have been in Texas. For sure. The only yeah. reason there aren't four games in Texas is because there's not four teams to host games in that's Texas. <laughs> uh, otherwise, they would have had all four games right here in Texas. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. Kind of going back to the, um, the Super Bowl, but still staying with the Brahmas. Now we're past were the Super you, Bowl. Super Bowl's no, over. It's only a little Done. bit, a little bit. Done. Were you surprised over. that the XFL did not have no. a commercial? No. Thank it you was for on Fox. Yeah. I was, I was fixing to go right to this. Um, this was where I was actually going next, is talking about everybody that is, is griping, because I've seen it all day on the XFL uh, Reddit channel. I've seen it on some of the Facebook feeds. Aren't you upset? that the XFL didn't promote their game at all? Well, A, no, I'm not. Because I'm not surprised at all because Fox was running the, the Super Bowl and they own the USFL, which is the Got competitor it. to the XFL. So I'm not surprised. Plus, do I want Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson spending $7 million for 30 seconds worth of airtime? No. no. I want a first season. I want a complete season. And if that means you need to save $7 million and pay players, I want that. I don't care about a commercial in the Super Bowl if we get a full season. I've said this for a few weeks now. The number one priority of this league is making it through season one. And I don't care if they don't have a commercial in the Super Bowl. If they can save that $7 million and, and move on into a full season. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. No, not at all. And as, as, as a matter of fact, the USFL ads that were running, they made me laugh because they were taking obvious shots at the XFL to just say, real football, don't worry, football fans, real football will return in eight weeks. Wrong. It's like you're, you're that you're that desperate Insecure. that you have to grasp at stuff and, and and claim that the XFL isn't real football when everybody knows that is complete and utter bullpucky as as we'll say, and uh, yeah, it it just it made it made me laugh. That was that was uh, the the funniest commercial of the night, if you ask me. I don't know what <laughs> the rest of of uh, the Brahma nation, the herd, thinks of when they saw that commercial, but that's immediately what came to my mind. Really. Really, you're, you're you're claiming that the USFL is real football, but uh, what happens between now and then isn't. Mm-mm. Well, I'll tell you this: um, I've seen some preliminary numbers for ticket sales around the XFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is looking like Week One is uh, really, really, really good. In most of the markets, of course, like we just mentioned, three of those are Texas markets and they're going to sell well. Right. Um, but, uh, and the other one, by the way, Steve Cantu let me know that uh, the other game is in DC. So uh, 
those those games are selling well. I don't know that they needed an uh, an ad in the Super Bowl. They are doing better than the AAF did in their first week, based on the numbers I've seen. And they're way, doing way better than the USFL, which is doing the stupid hub thing where four people are going to show up to a Houston Gamblers game because nobody in Birmingham cares about the Houston Gamblers playing the Michigan Panthers. Um, and I'm look, I'm not dagging on the USFL. Like, do what you're going to do. I'll watch it. I'll be, I, I won't. I'll interact with it some, but you know, don't, don't put yourself up as uh, a the better real? league. It's yeah. Real football. Uh, Brian over at reels and Hills says, what's a USFL. Um, <laughs> sort of like a UFO. You don't really see it. You have to Steve believe Cantu. it. There. Steve can't do bull buggy. <laughs> you, you <laughs> bull. Puck. yeah, he likes, he liked the term bull pucky. USFL, it's kind of like the new Pro Bowl. That's the USFL. <laughs> it's almost like uh, black football. So I'm not surprised they didn't have an ad. It would have cost them $7 million. They could pay you, us $1 million and we'll advertise. We, uh, yeah, we don't hit near the numbers that the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, in, in terms of viewership and numbers, there's the Super Bowl, and then just below it is the Smoking Guns podcast. Right, I mean, right. But we don't have the same numbers. It's not fair, really, to compare. If, well, we could take a here, thousand. I'll take a thousand. here to here is the universe, then, yeah, we're right below it. Right there. Right, <laughs> right below right it, yeah. Just underneath, barely. So we head into game week. Uh, tailgating is going to start at 8.30, if I'm reading the information right. 8.30 gates open, yes. 4.30, I mean, uh, four hours before the uh, game starts. Right. No, four four oh, right. hours before the doors open to the the Alamo Dome, and okay. the doors open ninety minutes prior to kickoff. Okay. So that's why the gates for the t- the, the. I was told there would be open. no math. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm regurgitating math that I've memorized. All right. But yeah, don't don't but what give that me means the, the problem to figure out myself. What that means is if the game starts at two. Gates open at twelve thirty, and four hours before that is eight thirty. Yes, and so all of that is done. Now, if you're interested in parking information or tailgating information, it is out. It is yes. available. You yes. can find it on the Facebook group. Several people have posted it. I will tell you right now. Uh, it is not twenty dollars to park like the U uh, like the uh, AAF days. Inflation. It is. It is more everything is more than it was in 2019 and this is another one of those cases $25 to park and you have to pay a processing yeah. fee question mark what is there to process but anyway you have to pay a processing fee yeah how do you process a parking lot i don't know but whatever it is it's worth 375 but hey if you want to look at this and like put a positive spin on it the price of parking now compared to what we had with uh, the old AF it's the difference is about a carton of eggs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's it. Just a carton of eggs. Steve Cantu, USFL, real football without fans. Um, <laughs> so you will, uh, you need to, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is you have to take care of that before you get to the stadium. There is no pulling up to the stadium and paying for parking. Is that right? I don't know if that's a true statement or not, I but I do know we have the option to purchase them ahead of time. So 
So I missed yes. mine today, and then I realized, oops, I should have bought two. So I'm going to try to go back and buy another one. Don't quote me because I don't know, but the way I understood it was season ticket holders have the benefit of being able to pre-purchase the parking passes. But okay. people that don't have season uh, tickets can still pull up and depending on the availability of the parking lot can pay at the time of entry. That's how I understood that email, but I'm, okay. you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So, um, you don't know, you know, I, I might've misread it. Moses scanning when you pull up into the parking lot equals processing. <laughs> Beep, cha-ching. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, so on that, I'm just wondering what people are thinking of the time to arrive. I mean, when it first came out and I knew it was going to be an early, you know, tailgate, and I'm thinking, you know, that's early on a Sunday morning, and um, I'm not, you know, I have to get up early Monday through Friday for work. Do I want to get up that early on a Sunday to be at a tailgate at 830 and I was thinking, nah, I think we'll be fine, maybe 9.30, 10-ish. And that's kind of what I was planning. And then I found out this past week, just like everybody else did that was at the event on Thursday, ticket sales are at 30,000, have surpassed 30,000, mm-hmm. which we had to work to get there the last time around in the AF. Like it took, right. it took, it took some time to get to we that. And I remember how crazy the tailgating was when we got to that point. And how packed those parking lots got. And now I'm thinking, man, I'm probably going to have to get my fat old butt up on a Sunday morning and make it to the tailgate and, and be in line to get in at 830 after all. I don't know. I'm wondering what other people are thinking. And don't tell me, no, Leo, you're fine. Get there around 10 o'clock because you want to beat me to my spot. That's not cool. Alfred yeah. Rodriguez checking in and saying he's going to take the Via Park and Ride at Crossroads and get down there and save himself on parking. Hey. If you're not a tail, if you want to enjoy tailgating, but you don't have your whole tailgating set up to bring, this is the answer. This yes, is the is. right answer right here. Via park and ride, head over there. It's what, five bucks or something like that. Uh, you get five there. Bucks to go and come back. Yeah. So that's one way to go. Uh, Sochi, our, our gunslingers medic. Checking in and saying, come see me during the game, guys. Sochi, are you going to be working the XFL games as well? Question mark? Question mark. Uh, and can I be your assistant? Yeah. Are we working or are we there as a fan? <laughs> that That is a good question. Steve Cantu, making sure people stay ahead of the game here by mentioning uh, you cannot buy beer and wine until 10 a.m. on Sunday, so make sure you get your supplies on Saturday the night before and have all that ready to go before you drive out and like, I'll pick it up on the way. No, you won't. Not at eight 45. Go by and get some Alamo Brahma's beer. Look at that. Yeah. At Alamo, you can go, you can go buy these at uh, going the wrong way. You can go, you can buy the Alamo Brahma's beer at Alamo beer company and get these awesome cans like the one I'm holding up now for the camera for those that are watching. Uh-huh. And they're kind of cool because the can has texture to it. All this stuff here, it's like embossed. So you can, it's not just flat, but very cool design for those of you that haven't seen it with the nice big logo and Brahma's XFL 
and then it has Brahma's kind of wrapped around the around the can here. You can see the S there, and then the A. It's really hard to do this in reverse, and then it kind of <laughs> disappears down down there where you almost can't see it. But it's a really intricate design, and the beer is good too. It's it's a light, uh, a golden, and I think that's actually the technical name for the beer. It's Alamo Golden. Um, and lots of positive reviews uh, so far to this point. And I mean, this is an empty can. I drink it. You made a very good Vanna White. Oh, thank you. So, uh, tailgating. Uh, RC, I know that you specifically are putting together some stuff tailgating-wise. What do you have going on at the tailgate? Because you've got contests and and, and food drives and all kinds of stuff going on. Yes, we do. So what's going on? Well, we partnered up with um, our friend Nicole from the San Antonio Food Bank. She also helped us out back in the day, in the commander days. And so the great thing about this food drive, you can bring non-perishable items. And this is for all the Brahma fans, all the Brahma mamas, and even the St. Louis Battle Hawks. You know, anyone can help out those in need. And so they bring these two huge bins, barrels, whatever you want to call them, they're going to place two by tailgating and two by the front entrance of the Alamo Dome. So in case you're not tailgating, you can still participate. And some of the items that I know that they're really looking for are peanut butter, macaroni and cheese, beans and rice, canned veggies, diapers, and baby food. So you can just imagine someone who needs to go to a food bank just to get diapers or baby food, you know. So I'm asking the community to definitely come out when you come out to the game and bring your donation. Other things that we're doing, we're having a little giveaways for the um, the kids who are going to be at tailgating. We have a generous donor who will bring 100 bottles of bubbles. So we're going to have a tent. We're going to have a, a cooler out there with the Brahma juice, which is non-alcoholic. It's going to be a community punch, community juice. And um, we are having cups, some cups, but if you want to bring your own cup and everyone is welcome to the to the Brahma juice. Like I said, it's non-alcoholic. Um, we're also going to have a guacamole contest. And we already have one contestant. She's 14 years old, super excited. So we're looking for two more contestants. And the guys from the Brahma bullpen are going to be the judges. So we're looking forward to that. And I also have a side bet to see who's going to be the quarterback. So I may or may not not be able to speak because my mouth will be on fire because if I lose, I have to eat a jalapeno. So remind us. Seeds and all, you said, right? Yes. Seeds. Your part of the bet is if Javon, uh, Jawan Path is the starting quarterback for the Brahmas, you win. Right. right. And they I have to eat I, a jalapeno. They have to eat a jalapeno. If it's anybody else or did they have to pick uh, somebody I too? Think- I think they, uh, um, the quarterback no. from um, New York, he was there at the Senate. S- he thinks Senate no, was going to be, yes, yeah, if right. I remember Senate. seeing so the show. Senate yeah. is uh, the quarterback, then I have to eat. We'll find out tomorrow. The yeah, Brahmas. So- <laughs> Go ahead, Philip. Yeah, tomorrow they're supposed to drop at what, 845? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, they're going to drop the starting QB, QB1, and the team captains are going to be revealed tomorrow. So you'll have some time to get prepared for that jalapeno, whichever whichever way so that if goes. It's, if it's Sinet, RC has to eat a jalapeno. If it is pass, the uh, 
Brahma bullpen is going to eat some jalapenos. What if it's and Cohen? If it's Cohen, I don't know what everybody's happened. off the hook. And he was the guy that showed that was at the event that 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 the team brought uh, to meet and greet with the fans. So that was pretty cool. By the way, on the back to the food drive thing, the can the the, the food you mentioned baby food. I just want to say if anybody brings the banana baby baby food, bring that by the Yamases and we'll make sure that gets to the right place for you. Really? The banana love, baby food. I thought I was the only one that liked banana baby food. Oh man, that stuff is awesome. It is really good. I'm kidding. Well, Don't bring it to us because I'll eat it all. I, I will. It's really good. <laughs> Take it where it belongs so it can help the people it's <laughs> intended for. If you bring it by me, I guarantee you I'm going to eat it. And we're also, I had put out there for a dance challenge or a dance off with the um, Battle Hawks. Unfortunately, they said they did not want to separate the men from the women, which I have no idea what that really means. So we may or may not do our little dance move. But I was told, and I'm not going to say who, someone said I was too fat to dance and that fat chicks don't get love. Can you believe that? There's some haters out there. But anyway, I so if you're out there, it. I know. So I want everyone to join, no matter what size you are, male or female, young or old, kid, adult, uh, try practicing the dance moves and we'll just have a lot of fun with that. So we're going to have the bubbles. We're, I'm trying to work on a coloring page for the kids to at least take home something that they can take and, and see the Brahmas, some good marketing tools. Um, I had to, uh, Jose Jefferson was kind enough to send me a little, coloring page thing he made it himself so we're gonna pass that out i know i'm like really That's into cool. the moves now um and so we're just gonna have lots of fun and yeah. so be sure to look for us i'll have my brahma mama sign the one that's behind me if you can see it by the tent we're gonna have some music yeah. i'll be going around with the wagon introducing myself to everybody taking pictures maybe doing some um interviews just never know yeah, man. Anybody out there that's going to be throwing shade at us plus size people, I want to let you know right now, right here, right now, you're in the wrong city, Papa. <laughs> you are in the wrong place because there are a lot more of us than there are of you. Uh, so you're running hide behind behind your your whatever, but we're gonna find you because yeah, that is absolutely ridiculous. You're in I'm the wrong place, the- buddy. I'm looking at the screen right now and going, if they called RC fat, <laughs> what do they think about the rest of our show? Never mind. I don't want to know. I'm not interested. Um, I don't, I've only got a certain amount of self-esteem and I don't need uh, some weird. Uh, no, that's ridiculous. Uh, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm going to keep on dancing. Yeah. So there. Lots of cool stuff going on at the tailgate. Both of you will be out there. Um, I felt so bad. Today I answered a poll on Facebook and it said, how are you going to be watching the Battle Hawks and Brahmas? And I was the first person that had to click that I would be watching it on the big screen at home uh, because I'm out of town. But it, and it said, not in San Antonio, I have to watch it on TV. And that's me. Uh, the the chances of me getting there by kickoff are pretty slim uh, as I get done with as I get done with service here um, and then race up uh, 87 to get to San Antonio. I'm not even sure I would get there 
by kickoff. So I'm going to make it out to games. I'm not going to make it out to this one, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, it is what it is. And I'm going to be with you guys in spirit, watching the game and commenting like crazy on Twitter and Facebook. I'm sure um, about how badly the Brahmas are beating the battle Hawks and how this isn't even a game, Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, do the do the the Twitter play by play for all those uh, Battle Chickens fans out there, so they know what we're all about down here in the Smoking Guns podcast and the Brahma uh, herd. RC, you know, uh, oh, uh, RJ G, RJ Garcia Jr. First time in here. Love the energy. Hey, it's Welcome. our first time trying with some playing with some new toys. We love to have you. We're glad. Hi, RJ. You're here. So two minutes. We talk about the even though it was a late notice, the event that we had on Thursday. Amazing turnout. Actually, let's do this. Amazing. Let's take a break. Um, because I need to go refresh my soda here. Um, but let's take a break for a second. When we come back, I want to talk all about uh the event on Thursday and uh and some more of that because you guys look like you had a great time and I don't want to rush through that. Um, so hang with us right here. We're going to be right back. Uh, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Smoking guns podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. Smoking guns podcast. Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, RC Woods. I told you we'd be right back. Most of you stuck with us. If you were in the live show and we appreciate it. Uh, you just got to get away for a second. Sometimes you just got to, Step away. Hey, I wanted to let you know if you were logging on or checking us out because we had said something about having Director of Team Operations, Jose Jefferson, on the show. We are hoping that that will happen. Our understanding is right as he was scheduled to come in, he got called into a meeting with Heinz Ward and would rather talk to the coach than talk to us, apparently. Really? For some reason. I don't know about that. So... You know, uh, he's going to be <laughs> efforting. He's going to effort to get back to us and, and come on the show. If he can't, he can't. Um, he Things like things come up. And I mean, so we're going to. He says he's going to try and make it. So we're expecting him to hopefully jump on. But it, it's not like they have a ton of stuff to talk about right now. Right. The Brahmas. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything should be like ready to go, right? Like, I can't oh, imagine that they're like they're they're panicking right now because it's the first game of a first season of a brand new uh, league or anything. I don't. And I don't... team. Yeah, it's not like they have they this huge production coming up in front of thirty thousand plus people this weekend. Right. No. I don't. Under, I don't well, understand what. Uh, yeah. So lots of information came out last week. I want to start before we get to the event that you guys were able to make it to on Thursday with the reveal of the secondary logos for all the teams, because I know there are some strong opinions coming specifically from one part of this group that has a very strong opinion about the new secondary logo for the San Antonio Brahmas. Leo, you love it, right? You think it's amazing? You think it's the best thing you've ever seen? Why are you going to call me out like that? (laughs) Yeah, we have, you know, we have our private discussions in the background. (laughs) And 
And yes, I am. I, I, I like the logo. I do like the alternate logo. I was disappointed, however, a couple of things. Um, you know, I really like from day one, it was my profile picture for a long time. The B uh-huh. alternate logo with the horn that was accidentally leaked on ESPN when they did the introduction of the team names on ESPN. And I thought that logo was sick. Like I thought it was really cool. And so I thought for sure it was going to be something about, you know, something to do with that. And then they came out with this other thing, which is fine. It's nice. It looks a little kind of baseball-y to me. Um, but it's 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 nice. I don't know about this thing about using the the colors of Fiesta because in all honesty, it's gray and yellow, and those aren't Fiesta colors. You know that if you live in San Antonio. Um, but they're they're team colors, so I'm I'm behind the gray and the and the yellow, absolutely. But it's just that it wasn't what I was hoping for. So I was a little disappointed, but it is a nice logo. And as, as Brian said in the car, he's commenting here. He said the B is still used and it is on the shirt that was released front and center is the, the, the alternate logo, the S a with the stylized a the grain yellow. And then off to the left, a small little XFL logo. And then off to the right, the little B logo with the horn. So you didn't do away with the B with the horns, but why, why don't you like feature it? I think there was another team in the XFL that ended up having three logos. They had two alternate logos. Why did they just kind of sort of drop the other Brahma's one? I don't know why it wasn't featured more. Um, yeah. The battle Hawks and the Vipers both uh, seem to have multiple secondary or tertiary logos. I've got them up on the screen right now. If you're listening, you can't see that. Um, I I like the new logo, and we kind of jabbed at each other uh, the day that it came out because I, I really kind of liked it. I was like, that is something that um, I would use on a T-shirt or that I would, I would like um, on my phone screen. In fact, I made a new lock screen um, that figures that the the uses that but uh the other logos i love the fact that they went back to the bandit for the renegades i don't I do like that would have gotten rid of that i really think that should be the renegades uh and they also went with a shield for dc i kind of like the gear for houston the battle hawks that is a true battle hawk and the trident for seattle the trident is awesome. I really like that trident. See, now it is basically the same thing as the San Antonio logo. It's just turned differently and with a different, instead of a trident, we have an Alamo or a stylized kind of Alamo setup. It. I find it funny that you you really like the trident. You're not as as hot on the new San Antonio logo. The angle, they're really similar. The angle like makes football. all the difference. The S is at an angle and so is the trident. It's not straight up and down like the S and the A in the San Antonio logo, which makes it look baseball-y to me a little bit. Um, you know, also they did the little, the little, what do you call it, bell uh, uh, thing at the top, the the uh, 
you know, the architecture thing to me, which mm-hmm. is obviously uh, in reference to the Alamo and, and, and I guess the missions as well, but everybody knows the Alamo ha- is more than just the central arch and there's, there's more right. to it. And I wish they would have continued that a little bit. It's a good logo. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, I wish they had done something more with the, with the B with the horn. I will say this kind of related subject. If anybody, I'm going to plug Brian's show here a little bit. I was on his show this past Saturday, Reels and Heels, and he did an, they, they cover a wide variety of entertainment and stuff, um, but uh, uh, wrestling and entertainment and cosplay and as well as XFL. And he did an XFL show this past Saturday on, on the show Reels, Reels and Heels. And I was a guest on that. And he unveiled a race car that his son designed in a video game i'm not a big gamer but i think it's called icar uh for you gamers out there uh brian can confirm that and he he made a brahma's race car and it had that alternate logo on the hood as well as the horns kind of coming up on the side like on the side of the helmet on the doors and on the back it had the hashtag uh you know horns for horns forward anyways amazing design the kid is super talented if somebody would have shown me that and not said this is my son's design i would have figured it was a professional designer that designed a race car it is awesome like if they would sell that in one of those little like one one eighth scale or whatever cars that you could put on your desk i would totally buy it it was basically the perfect uh san antonio brahma's stock car it was it was amazing. Uh, go go back and look at it, or Brian share that out there because it's simply amazing. You need to show what your son's uh, your son's talent because it it looked incredible. So that was the first part of the week, and then in the second part of the week, right around the same time, they announced that there would be an event at Alamo Beer Company. ABC. Uh, good friends of San Antonio football, all the way back to the Commanders days through the Gunslinger's days, and now into the Brahma's days, not that Gunslinger days are over, but into the Brahma days. They have been fans of and supporters of San Antonio professional football, just like the Smoking Guns podcast. In fact, why are we not sponsored by them? Because we get we love the same things that they right? love. That is true. Mr. So Eugene, y'all went out- Mr. Eugene over there at the um, Alamo Brewery Company. So you guys were able to go out and have a great time, as were a ton of other people. Yeah. How many people showed up to that thing? Like, give me a guess. Give me a ballpark. What would you guess, Leo? I'm not good at that. I would say maybe 125. Oh, no. No, No. RC. Like 125 uh, in one corner. It was, to me, more. I, I would say more than 500 people. Easily. Wow! I would yeah, say I would like. say five to six hundred people, and then uh, so we got there a little bit late because I was coming from work. I work all the way out in Bernie, and coming in, I get in there with Lolis, and we're walking in. Everybody knows that's been to Alamo Beer back from the Commanders days and all the other stuff we've done. We've done stuff with Gunslingers there. That's a huge parking lot, right? The parking yeah. lot was full. You could it not park full. in the parking lot. I had to park in the street. And we're walking in, there's people coming and going. So if you take everybody in combination, easily, who knows, six, seven hundred. But at one time, there was probably a, a close to approaching 500 people there easily. It was crazy. I was totally taken aback by the turnout there. A lot of Heinz Ward fans. I saw people with uh, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers gear and jerseys and stuff like that. And that's 
that's great and totally understandable. But everybody was in the in the Brahma spirit, doing the horns forward and drinking the Brahma beer and and having a great time. And uh, I just gotta say, I was all the events that we've done there before, prior to this, for previous uh, you know events, never approached the magnitude of this event. This event really surprised me on how big it was. And if it's any indication of what the environment and the crowd is going to be like at the Alamo Dome come the 19th, I said it before and I'll say it again, Battle Hawks, you guys are in so much trouble. You have no idea what you're about to step into, what that crowd is going to be like, the amount of noise that's going to be having, the the craziness and the, the fandom. It is going to be absolutely amazing big time texas style i can't wait yeah it looked like there was a ton of people there anybody and everybody that um that that we've seen that we've interacted with if they were in town because there's some guys that just aren't in town brian uh who's interacted on all of the message boards he's out in florida i'm down here on the coast like we weren't there but everybody else that we've seen and interacted with seems like was there. Warren was there. Steve was there. You guys were there. The San Antonio Gunslingers showed up. Yeah, I coach, love that. And head coach and general manager, uh, Carlos Felix and Fred Shaw, yep. both got out there to support the Brahmas, which, hey, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, that's really cool. They are just as excited about uh, a different style of professional football coming to San Antonio as the rest of us are. Um, from well, the beginning, from the beginning, the gunslingers have never seen this as uh, competition. It is a different style. It is a cousin. It is a, it is a, another place. The very first thing they put out, the gunslingers put out when the XFL announced they were coming to San Antonio said, there's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bring bring some more professional football to San Antonio. Um, so it was great to see Fred Shaw and Carlos Felix get out there. And then the players. So it was number 16. It was Jack Conan, the quarterback. Conan, um, not Conan, Conan, the barbarian. Conan. No, no. Yeah. Conan. Conan. Okay. And then number three, Ben Davis, OLB. And then number nine, Jack. Outside the outside linebacker. linebacker. Jack Keese. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that or Jack. Jacquees. Jacquees. Okay. Patrick, a running back. Mm-hmm. And then we had number 24, Ryan Lewis, corner, cornerback. And so the thing with them is that we went up to them. I introduced myself and I said, we could do this two ways. I could give you my number. You can give me my, or you can give me your number. I go, but I want your mama on our podcast. And every, they started laughing. <laughs> they took pictures of the uh, Smoking Guns podcast. And so I was like, look, this is what I do. I go, I would love to interview your mom and have her on the podcast. So hopefully <laughs> they're listening and they will contact me so we can get start getting those mom-to-mom interviews. RC yeah. is walking up to players and coaches and going, look, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> I love I it. I give you my number or you get, I can give you my number. So either way, but you're coming on the show. That's great. That is great. Good stuff. Um, it looked like a great time. The beer looks great. I, I'm ready to try one. Um, Alamo beer never disappoints. I've never, never. had anything. Uh, that's been disappointed from Alamo Beer Company. 
The event looked spectacular for something that, and it's not a secret, we've been uh, critical, is probably the word to say, about events that have not been promoted uh, with enough time to get ready for it. And it felt like this was another one of those situations where like nobody knew about it at the beginning of the week. And all of a sudden it popped up on Monday or Tuesday and Hey, uh, it's a Thursday event. I was wondering how it was going to be received. It looks like it was a great event. Tons of people there. Coach Hines Ward taking pictures with everybody. For I think everybody hours. Yes. Two hours he stood up there with it's a incredible. smile on his yeah. face. Talking to everybody, you know, no no red tape, no no little rope, you know, to keep people away or keep the distance. He was there very social and talking to everyone and shaking hands and patting backs and signing whatever it was you asked him to sign. He signed the back of Lolis's shirt. Um, nice. Lolis got a chance to take a picture with all the, the players that RC mentioned and with Heinz Ward. And she approached Heinz Ward, approached Coach Ward and said, uh, I got a, I got a question to ask you. And he said, shoot. And she says, would you mind if I took a picture of you with me and the head coach of the San Antonio gunslingers? And he said, bring him over. And Lolis went and grabbed him. And that's probably her favorite picture of the night with her and both head coaches of both uh, local professional football organizations. Very cool. Awesome moment. Yeah. Hey, speaking of people that are important in San Antonio Brahma's world, uh, we've got a guest popping in with us. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Jose Jefferson is the director of team operations. And if you don't know what that means, he's going to tell us here in a second. Let me add him into the mix. Uh, Jose, thanks for jumping on with us. We really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. How you doing? I'm good. I'm real good. How are you folks doing? Well, we're doing great. We're doing well. We're just talking about a uh, uh, big event on Thursday night. Did you get a chance to get out to Alamo Beer Company and uh, and enjoy any of that event? No. Uh, some of us are back here working. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. we couldn't be Cadillac-ing like Coach Ward, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he had us working pretty good. So, no, some... ser- seriously, we, you know, they, we were working. And, um, you know, that's the beauty of, of our staff is, you know, we, we could pick up the slack when he's gone. And, and he knows that things are getting done while, while he's partying. So, <laughs> So you are the director of team operations, and that sounds like a job that could mean anything and everything. So give me an idea of what that means for you in your context with the San Antonio Brahmas. Basically means all duties um, assigned by coach. (laughs) Um, Just just the Reader's Digest version of it. Um, I take care of a lot of our logistical stuff, our team needs, coaches needs, um, organizational needs. Um, you know, if, if there's things that pop up that just, you know, my job is basically to make the coaching staff's jobs easier, to make the players' lives easier. And, um, you know, that could range from anything like getting, getting a player to the you know the doctor for a physical to um you know filling in as a as an assistant coach you know for for practice um you, you know uh doing personnel stuff with with will lewis so i mean it just ranges and plus my experience is a little different 
than most of the DTOs. So I, I get used in a variety of ways. But um, I think during the game, I'm helping with special team substitutions and I'm the Heinz Ward Wrangler to get him back off the field. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've so got to oh, go ahead. So tell us a little bit about you. We see uh, initials at the end of your name there. It says Jose Jefferson CGS. <laughs> tell us what CGS is. Um, CGS is the College Gridiron Showcase, which is um, the largest postseason college all-star event in the country. Um, we're probably, we're, you know what the Senior Bowl is. We're three mm -hmm. times as big as the Senior Bowl and probably about 100 people bigger than the Combine when it all combines out. But um, we take college seniors from anywhere from Division One to all the way down to NEIA and have a five-day event um, to have them in front of scouts. We get all 32 teams, uh, 150 scouts. We get over 100 agents there, all leagues. We had, uh, you know, NFL, CFL, obviously the XFL, USFL, the indoor football leagues, the Japanese X League, uh, NASCAR, WWE. Um, we get them all there and it's like a big gathering place. But um, last night for the Super Bowl, we had two of our alum in, in on each side of the team. So for the eighth straight year, we had a Super Bowl ring come out of CGS. So um, it's a labor, it was a labor of love that turned into something I couldn't imagine the, uh, of it being today. So um, it's been hectic for me because I went to two orientations, um, XFL and CGS at the same time. Because uh, the events from January 6th to the 11th and our camp was from, we started January 4th. And um, so it was busy for me for the first five days being here. And I will say that um, a while back in January, Jose had introduced me to a friend of his, Adrian, who's also working on the flag football for females, which is a big, you know, I, that's my passion. And so he was talking about how there's, I think, eight universities um, throughout the U.S. that now offer scholarships for females in flag football. So in high school, they do have football, but then they would have to change their sport because they had no scholarships for college. And I think that's so unfair that as a female, you have to change the sport you love just because a college doesn't offer that scholarship. So I know Jose and his friend Adrian are working together. I'm hoping to jump on that bandwagon and help them out as much as I can because I think women should have the same opportunities as men. If they love football, they should be able to play. They should be able to get scholarships. So that's well, the, you know, the NAIA has 15 schools that play uh, women's oh, okay. flag football. And so we had eight of them in, and we had 60 high school girls there, and they offered 19 of them full scholarships right at this spot. Amazing. So we were, yeah, we were really proud of that. Now the NFL wants to get involved with it, of course. Of course. Uh, as you know, after the fact, you know, nobody, nobody wants to be part of the, the process. They just want to be part of the result. So, um, you know, and Adrian, his name is Adrian Lunsford. I played football with Adrian in the arena league, geez, 27 years ago. And um, we've stayed friends. We've never not been friends and always kept in touch. And in fact, Adrian's best friend, childhood friend and lifelong friend is Will Shields. Um, in fact, it was Adrian who in, um, inducted Will Shields into the Hall of Fame. He did the induction speech for him. So, um, no, Adrian's a great guy, and, and his passion is is high school sports. Period. You know, boys, girls. And when this opportunity for flag football came about, um, he asked me about linking it with CGS, and and I'm all I'm all about you know the mentorship, um, helping 
young athletes, young, you know, it doesn't matter, man, male or female. I'm just trying to be the person that I needed when I was their age. So, you know, it, it's a passion for me to, to, to do the service for it. And um, we had the field, uh, we had the insurance, we had the hotel. And so all they had to do was just set it up and it's been going on. It'll be three years, I think now. And it's just grown ever since. So, What's know, the so name of the organization? Um, Adrian's, well, it's through CGS, but his oh, okay. company is called BDOC. So it's, it's BDOC as it, as it sounds, B-D-O-C and CGS. And it's, you know, we haven't really called it like the girls flag football, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. We, you know, it's just BDOC sports with CGS presents the girls flag football. You know, we, like I said, that's how, that's how unintentional with the success we were we just wanted to do something for these young ladies and next thing you know these colleges came and then they started offering scholarships and then it just went boom and now you know like i said the nfl wants to be involved in it they want us to do it at the star or at&t now and um those are decisions you know that i'm leaving to adrian um it, it's basically his event and i partner with him on it um mm -hmm. just to be in support um, I'm very comfortable in the background as well as in the front, but it's his event and I just support, but I'm I'm excited for it very much so. Yeah, Is I wasn't able to go to the last event, but for sure, let him know that I want to be involved. We will, I will pass that on to him. Thank you. It, thank you. Is that or is that not what was advertised uh, during the Super Bowl, the, the commercial for the female uh, flag football league? Is that the, the same thing we're talking about no. or different? Yeah, ours is different. Um, we started our event, ironically, the same time the uh, school district, uh, Fort Worth ISD, started there. So we didn't even know they were starting flag football. So it kind of merged together. And we've kept it in Fort Worth. But now they want us to expand because no other district does what we do with the flag football. And it's, it's a lot. It's not going to play games. You know, they don't, I mean, now they'll do a scrimmage or whatever, but what we do is we bring in women who play flag football, either on, you know, they played on the national team or they play professionally or whatever, and they come teach these young ladies some skills that maybe some of these high school coaches don't, because let's be real, you know, depending on what sports you have outside of maybe football and basketball and now volleyball, sometimes your coach is, is not well-versed in, in your sport. You know, they're doing it because they may like the sport or it's an extra check or whatever. But think about it. Playing, I, I, I've coached football for 25, 26 years. I don't know much about flag football outside of, you know, I don't know the rush rules. I don't know who's eligible. I don't know those things. I don't know those best techniques that would work you know, to get somebody open. I don't even know if the center is eligible, you know, the person that snaps the ball. So when you get people involved to do that and you give them a platform, you just put so much education on these on these young ladies that the the colleges see this and it's like whoa, I got I'm, I'm going to get somebody who already knows what they're doing before they walk into the door, which is why the scholarships are are coming to these young ladies. So it, it's amazing to me, like just the opportunities that are out there that that are right in front of your face, and, and all you have to do is give a little effort. So we are five days away from game day at this point. Uh, you guys are feverishly working to put all of this together and make it all go. Yes. Um, what is the thing that you are most excited to see happen or be a part of that you've just been looking forward as you've 
built this thing really from the ground up. I mean, we realized that XFL existed in 2020, but I don't know how much of that actually carried over and certainly not here in San Antonio. We didn't have any of that XFL uh, that carried over here. What, what is the thing that as you've prepared for Sunday, you've been really looking forward to seeing how it's going to actually work, how it's going to actually happen. Um, I, I think, you know, I think all of us, you got to remember San Antonio, the, the city, the team, it's all unique. We're the only team in the XFL with the, with the new name. You know, we, we're not a carryover from 2020. Um, so it's all new. And uh, granted, you know, there, there was the commanders that were there for the AAF or whatever, but this is a totally different feel. Um, I'm excited to, to get into the dome when there's actually people in there. Um, I mean, we went to the UTSA um, Houston game uh, and I brought Heinz there and, you know, they introduced him and whatnot. And it was feverish in there, man. I mean, it was just sick. And um, now with all the hype and everything that's going on, um, it's just going to be neat to be there and know that that's, that's your house. That's the Casa, you know, that's what, you know, they're calling it. And it's, it's, that's the part that's exciting and, and we're tired of hitting each other <laughs> you know, and just to go out there and hit somebody in a different color jersey and, and you know, it, it count. But um, that's the biggest thing is just to, once that ball's kicked off, you know, that's history. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably the, the it gives me goosebumps as, as I'm ripping my arm right now, um, thinking about that, yeah, there was, football there before, whether it's the Saints and during Katrina or the AAF, but this kind of hits a little different, you know, when you have Dwayne Johnson involved, you know, your head coach is Heinz Ward, you, you know, and then you have this crazed city, you know, that that is filling this dome. And um, if, if you, if that doesn't get your blood pumping, you don't, you just need to drop the whistle or, or walk away from it right now, because yeah, it's not going to get any better than this. And and the, the plan is just to bring a victory and and um, keep stacking wins, you know. And, so on, and, on the opposite side of that, what's what's something that uh, you're nervous about? Like when we talk about what you're excited about, what is something, what is one aspect of things that you're like, man, I just don't know how this is coming together. I don't know that we're going to be able to do this the way we think we will. Is there anything right now that makes you nervous? Not really. I mean, that's why, I mean, on the field, that's why it's football. That's why they give you four downs. Sure. That's why you play four quarters. So, I mean, I know there's going to be some ups and downs and, and our staff is, is experienced enough to, they've been in big, I mean, hell, you got a, our head coach has been in three Super Bowls, one, two, you know, so he, he's, they've been in those battles. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious with, with, the things that I'm not involved with, like the off the field stuff. I mean, the entertainment and all the rest of that stuff. I'm not nervous about it as much as just curious because we're not really part of that. Um, you know, yet, yet we're going to be a part of it, but we're not a part of it. So mm -hmm. we're, we're going to be seeing it for the first time, like everybody else, you know, I mean, if they have a skydiver from the roof or um, a motorcycle brigade or or he who was even singing the national anthem, you know, those little things that we we're going to find out just as the crowd is, but I'm um, doing this. It's more anxiousness than more nerves. I mean, I don't, I've been in this long enough to know that that nervous energy 
is it, why worry about it? Let, let's, I want to save that and, and put that towards the game and, and, and give hell to St. Louis. That's where that energy is going to go. Mm-hmm. So two things I wanted to mention off of that, uh, Jose. One, I love, love, love what you just said a moment ago that you guys have a nickname for the dome already. And it's absolutely perfect. La Casa. I mean, that is awesome. That's absolutely awesome. There's been some discussions out there on the Facebook fan page. What are we going to call it? And there's been all kinds of suggestions where I've been like, oh, that's good. And all. But I mean, La Casa, I mean, it doesn't get any better or more appropriate than that. And coming from within the organization, it just shows how in tune you guys are with the local culture in San Antonio and I'm I'm pumped just to hear you say that, and I'm gonna start spreading that all over like wildfire if you don't mind, because that's, no, just, that's the, absolutely it just, perfect. It just came out of I mean the you know they in football you know take it to the house take it to the house yeah you know, and they, they kept saying that and and one of the guys I mean you have to remember they got helmets on and everything so you're just hearing things and one was like yeah take it to the house in the casa you know I mean, we're just like <laughs> I like it okay and, I mean and like I said that's you know practice talk and things and they started laughing and and then we talked about it in the meeting about you know protecting our house and one of the guys like yeah the casa you know <laughs> and so it's it was kind of funny you know and and um you know, it's, I don't know if it's stuck or not, but they, a few guys were, you know, saying, yeah, we're going to be at the Casa. They said the Casa is more so than La Casa, but, you know. Either way. I, I'm, either I'm way, gonna, it was, it was good. I'm going to do my best to make that stick. I love it. Absolutely love it. And the second thing is, now you mentioned that you and, and Coach Ward were there for the, uh, uh, the UTSA game. And I know coach Ward has some prior experience where he was here and seen the fan base and how rowdy and crazy we can be. I keep saying recently, especially after seeing that event on Thursday, that the battle Hawks have absolutely no idea what kind of trouble they're getting into. They have no idea how, how big, of, of how much trouble they're in. And I just want to know, speaking of the battle Hawks, but let's, Flip that because you guys are working and, and have had training camp, at, you know, away at Arlington at kind of the central base of operations. What about our Brahmas players? Do they have a feeling, a sense of the support in the back? And is, is it going to be just as shocking for them as it is going to be for the Battlehawks? I mean, I think it's any like anything else until you see it. I mean, the saving grace for us is that we're at home, that the, the 30,000 there are cheering for us. You know, as opposed to against us. I mean, and, and we're and I was thinking about that. That if we had to play in St. Louis, and and they're claiming that their crowd is the way it is, that would be pretty daunting, mm-hmm. you know, to go there. But for us, I just think that energy. Like me thinking about it, I, I know I was on that field because I had walked Hines down, and they put him on the field, and holy cats! I mean they went nuts there and you could just feel the energy. And I remember going back up into the, the seats and we ran into one of the, the dome guys and I go, are you guys pumping in noise? You know, is that how that works there? And he's like, no, he goes, trust me. He goes, you're not the first person to say that. And I, it was just so loud. And um, I, I tell you what, we were up and, and it was loud there. But then when you got down low, it was like it was bouncing off the ceiling. And, and yeah. you could feel it from the top. Um, but 
I think our guys, I think honestly, that that is the true, you know, talk man, whatever you want to call it. Um, the the push that that's the adrenaline rush that is going to make some. I mean, we can live off of that for four quarters, even if we're tired, you know. And and that's that's one thing I don't think anybody's prepared for unless you've played in that situation. Um, but even if even though I mean, for me personally, um, I've coached a lot of games. Um, but never in a in a place like that, and and so I'm excited to be on the sideline and and working and and I have to catch myself, you know, for a minute and just say, okay, let's let's get done. We have to get done. But if you can't, you know, take that and use it, then then something's wrong. So, and, yeah, and I, want I don't to say thank thank you to you, Jose, personally, because all the things that you have to do, and then I had asked you. Uh, can you help me with the Brahma logo? And you're like, no, we want you to keep the Brahma Mama logo. We want you to keep the same logo, just add some pink. You didn't have to do that. And so I want to say thank you because that really means a lot to me and to all the Brahma Mamas that you cared enough to respond and to give us that logo so we can represent the Brahma. So again, kudos to you. When I asked you, oh, I need something for the kids to color. You're like, here, use this, you know. Again, you probably have a million things on your plate and you took the time to do that for just a small group of female fans. And I just want to say thank you for that. No, I, it's my pleasure. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I don't I don't ever take any of these things for granted. You know, I mean, uh, as, as Chris Rock said, you know, here today, gone later today. And um, <laughs> if, if, you know, if the moment's now, to to be able to you know facilitate or help somebody that's going to support us why why wouldn't I do it and um, I, honestly I wish I could do more um, you know not so much because my hands are tied as much as I am like just like tonight I was planning on being you know there about six thirty seven o'clock and and Coach Ward was like hey I need help with the schedules I was like oh okay <laughs> you know and and that's <laughs> and that's my thing is that I I try not to say no. You should have told him that you were going to be on the Smoking Guns podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I did tell him. I said I have a podcast. All right, but try to keep this done. So he's been here with us already. We've had him on the show, uh, so uh -huh. he knows all about us. I'm sure he listens all the time. All uh, the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, he, he's um he's pretty well versed with um you know if you just see his office, he's got a big. 65 inch green TV and he's got a 42 and he's got the laptop and he's got the screen on. I mean, he's got four screens going. So it wouldn't shock me if he was on something or seeing on, you know, watching things on there. So. Well, we want to honor your time. We want you to be able to get to work because I know you've got a lot to do. I do have one last thing that I want to talk to you about because I was researching you uh, this week because I knew you were coming on. And I ran across, so you are uh, not just a uh, proponent of this version of the game, but you are also a former player and coach on the indoor game. And so in, 19, in 1993 and 94, you were with the Arizona Rattlers, and your head coach was my absolute favorite player of all time because I grew up in Dallas. I was born in 1980. <laughs> Same as you. And so the head, the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys was Wilford Danny White. Uh, and Wilford. he was your head coach. Yeah. His first now, name was now, what would you say? You were born in 1980. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, I was born in 1980. I wasn't born in 1980. 
That's what my <laughs> research showed me. <laughs> Bless you, but I was not born in 1980. Wow. Uh, but your head coach was yes. Danny White. Is that right? Yes. Danny you guys White. won an arena bowl there yes. in Arizona, yes, didn't you? Yes. It was really funny because I and I and I will tell you something unique about me. I have more more years of pro football, which is five, than I do high school and college combined. Um, I was a track guy and a basketball guy, and that happened to play football. And um, I was done with college, and a buddy of mine was on the practice squad for the Suns, and he asked me to come down. And you know, I, you know, I was avoiding reality for a while. And we play. I played football a little bit part time, but I was more. I was a track all American, uh, a sprinter jumper. And uh, he's like, you know, I'm down there. I'm playing pickup basketball with. Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley. It was just wow. the best time of my life, you know. I mean, and I, I could play, but I wasn't like of that caliber. I, KJ liked me just because I was quicker than he was and, and didn't have to put my hands on him to hold him. So I was giving him some work, but they said, hey, you should try this arena football. And I'm like, you know, I thought I was done with football. And um, so I work out and I go to this workout, this tryout in Phoenix, and there's 350 guys there. And wow. uh, oh yeah, it was just chaotic. And what they do is a heavy run of 40 and then you walk down and then you run another 40. And so, you know, I didn't really, I didn't put a lot of stock in it because it looked like a cattle call, you know? And so I didn't even take any of my stuff off. I had my little stretch pants on and everything. So I take off and I run this 40. And right as I get to the end, they had a guy timing you at 10, 20 and 40. And they had the same thing on the other line. And so I, I didn't even finish. I just like stopped. And I go, what did I run? He goes, go to the next line. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I got yelled at. <laughs> and so I go to the next line. And the guys that were in my line went to the other line. So I had double times on the other. And the guy who was supposed to run next, he goes, well, you must have did something. Because they ain't trying to time me. So I took off my shirt. Or I had a sweatshirt on. took a sweatshirt off. So, and took off and finished. And Danny White came up to me and he said, son, can you catch? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, go sit down. And I sat down for three <laughs> hours until they got through all these guys. And his brother, Chris White, I don't know if you know Chris or not, but um, he's got a younger brother named Chris White. And uh, he was a coach with them. And he goes, do you know what you ran? I go, I imagine it's probably pretty good. He goes, fully electronic, you're at 429. And I'm like, whoa. And I, and I just go, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Play it down like, oh man, that was But the funny part about it is I was an all-American jumper, not a sprinter. And um, wow. I was just a jumper that I was high long and triple jump. And I was just a jumper that ran fast. And so um I went there and Cedric Bonner um was the quarterback there. And Paul Justin, I think, was there as well, too. And all I did, he, he just told me, he goes, somebody presses you, just run just run fades. And that's all I did, just run fades. And then next thing you know, right at the end of the workout, they signed three of us, and I got a contract and stayed there for a year and a half. And then um, I went to camp with the Cardinals, and that's when Joe Bugle was there. And, um, you know, did things there, got released, and then I got traded to the Iowa Barnstormers. And um, it was funny, I got traded, and then I got cut. <laughs> and wow. so, traded for you and then they cut you well i i shouldn't say i got traded i got picked up on an expansion draft i wasn't protected sure and um so i was gonna go and they cut me and um i was a little upset because i'm like well i mean i got experience i mean i wasn't i wasn't a starter but i had at least experience 
And um, the coach called me and he goes, well, they say you run four, three and 40, you know, what are you going to run? He goes, we want you to come because we want to see it. And I'm like, okay, if I run a four, three, I'm, I'm on a contract. So I go there and I'm, I'm a little pissy and a little irritated, you know, and I was a lot younger then and not as humbled. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I walk in and, and um, have my hat, you know, to the side a little bit and my shoes not tied. And then I said, yeah, I said, Jose Jefferson is like, oh, Mr. 4-3, you know, and then it just really pissed me off. So I didn't even take, <laughs> anything, I didn't even take anything off and um, tied up my shoes, put my hat back. I ran the hat, 4-31, and it's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, where's the contract? And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'll go somewhere else. And I was ready to walk out. And this guy's like, hey. Because once you want to throw the ball with us, I'm like, I don't know, man. He goes, man. I, he goes, I like, I, I like your speed, man. Let's let's do this. I go, all right. My name's Jose. He goes, all right, Kurt, Kurt Warner. Cool, man. Let's roll. You know, and that's how we became friends. Plus, I insulted him a little bit too because uh, I was running a fade route, and he underthrew me. And and no disrespect, RC, but I ran back to him and I flipped it to him. I said, don't be afraid to rip your blouse throwing that thing out there, okay? <laughs> You never underthrew me again. Well, I know I've yeah. read several of your interviews over the past couple of days that you've done. I know when people bring up your arena league time, the first thing they want to talk about is your relationship with Kurt Warner. I want you to always remember the show where they ask you about Danny White first. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> it's, no, it's been great. I mean, Kurt's, you know, I, I wasn't a great, I wasn't a, I was a great practice squad guy. You know, I mean, I was like, that's how me and Adrian with uh, that's how me and Adrian met. And um, Adrian, he embellishes a little bit about my speed. And and um, he was uh, Joey Porter, who's, who's on our staff. Um, I introduced him to Joey because Adrian came out and Joey being Joey. I love Joey. He goes, hey, Adrian, was Jose speed nice like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm waiting for Adrian to, you know, basically trash me. And he goes, I'll tell you this, we all could cover Jose, but there was no way we could run with him. And we all knew it. <laughs> and Joey's like, huh. And I go, and, and I guess I never saw it that way. Those guys were great players. And I was just a guy that played football, you know, I mean, which is totally, totally not that's what come when I mean and I went to Kansas City for a little while when Marty Schottenheimer was there Marty Schottenheimer loved me because I ran all day you know punts kickoffs routes fades and I never complained because honestly I didn't really think I belonged there and I was happy to be there um but uh I don't know if I was a great player but I caught everything that was thrown at me um I was tough um and I, as I joke um because people go, oh, you play, you know, pro football, you went to the NFL? I go, yeah, what'd you play? I said, I played ass back. I'm like, yeah. I said, yeah, because I stepped on the field coach, I said, get your ass back. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jose Jefferson. He is the director of team operations. And if you think that means he has to do everything, that's kind of what it is. He does anything and everything that needs to be done. And that means that he's a busy guy. So we're going to let him go, let him go do his job. Jose, we are so excited to see what happens on Sunday. Um, we we know that it's going to be a Brahma's win. We don't know that, but we all hope uh, for a Brahma's win. And uh, we know that you guys are excited to put your product on the field and actually kick this thing off. Oh, yeah. um, Without a doubt, I, I think the city is excited. Obviously, everybody at the Dome is excited. The XFL is excited. Um, it's 
it can't get here soon enough, but I'm glad it's five days away, if that means right. Anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Well, but well, just know that the Smoking Guns podcast, we're all here for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask. You know, we can help out during tailgate and we can help out with advertising, promoting, marketing. You tell us and, and we'll do our best to help you out because we want the Brahmas to succeed. We want the XFL to succeed. And we also want all the players to succeed. So this is really a community event for us in La Casa. Yeah, I'm so excited. No, thank you, folks, very much for everything. And and RC, you know, all of you keep calling. If you know if there's anything I can do, I will. Um, I I feel horrible that I'm not there in San Antonio. We we just talked about that today, um, about being able to. We we want to be in the community because things would be so much easier. Um, for us there being here. Um, and like you said, um, you know, Leo, I think you had asked about being ready for, for what the dome's going to bring. They don't know that, you know, I mean, they're going to experience that Sunday and that's got to carry us for another three weeks you know, know. until we come back. And, and mm -hmm. that's, we're so we're backloaded with the schedule, which I think is better um, mm -hmm. because we're going to figure out who we are we're going to build. And then by the time we get home, we're going to run table. You know I mean? Yeah. That's just how I feel. It doesn't matter who it is. And that's, that's the thought pattern, you know, let, let everybody play everywhere else and think they've got it all figured out and then walk into the dome the first time and go, wait, this is completely different. This is a completely different situation. You were mentioning about sound there at the, uh, the dome Leo and I have been uh, blessed enough to be on the field. Leo, have you been on the field? on field level during a yes. UTSA game? Yes, I've so, been down there. Uh, last year, I was down on the field for one of the last few UTSA games with 27,000 people in the stands. And you can be in the stands and think it's loud. But once you're down on field level, all that sound just filters down to that field level. It, it, is it, a, did, it didn't make sense. I was standing like a foot away from Hines, and I was screaming at him. Yes. I mean, and, and I'm yeah. pretty soft spoken as it is anyway. So he thought I was mad at him. I'm like, no, I just, <laughs> I know you can't hear me. He's like, what? What are you saying? I'm like, you need to go over there. <laughs> over there. Like, what? So funny. <laughs> and, I, and I laugh about it is because I felt so stupid, you know, because it's like, you know, and I just, I really underestimated how loud it was down there so oh yeah you're 100 percent right that you know it's going to be overwhelming we we hope the fans are, are football knowledgeable so when we're on offense that, that you're you're nice and quiet for us but then on defense you can be as loud as you want you know so yeah because <laughs> if you start seeing the quarterbacks and some do this that's probably not a good sign so Right. But, uh, no, we're we'll spread the word. We'll we had some of those growing pains with the commanders because, you know, a lot of new football fans and they didn't know, don't do the wave when your own team is on offense and stuff right. like that, making all that right. noise. So there might be a little bit of an adjustment period while people reacquaint themselves to all of that, but I don't think it'll be too much of a problem. Oh, no, we're not going to. We're not going to get on people for being excited for, for what's going on, but it is going to be amazing i like how we look in practice i like how i, I i've i've bought into to what coach ward is, is giving to the guys and so have they and, and we'll see how it goes i mean that's all you can do I mean, obviously hope is not a strategy 
Um, however, we're prepared, you know, preparation, you know, meets opportunity and good things happen, you know, I mean, so um, we're prepared for the opportunity, I'll tell you that. Excellent. Jose Jefferson, Director of Team Operations, we really enjoyed having you on. We hope to have you on another time when you're so much and talk some more about Brahma's football. Thanks so much for coming on. We're going to take a we're going to take a quick break, a uh, real quick break. Like we're just going to let Jose get off and then we're going to be back um, to discuss some of what you heard there. Talk about some of the things that you've been asking questions about in the comments. And there's a whole nother team that we need to speak a little bit about with the San Antonio Gunslingers. Stick with us. We're going to be right back here in just one second. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods. Just got done talking with Jose Jefferson of the San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, that was nice. That was nice of him to pop on. Very yes, cool. Spend some time with that us. was a great interview. That was a lot of interesting stuff about his background and, and the time I, he spent. I hope they pay him a lot of money because everything that he's got to do, like his, I was kind of joking when he first come on and said, that kind of sounds like a job that's just sort of a catch-all for everything. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like he has to be the guy that gets uh, players scheduled for doctors and then make sure they get there. And he's got to handle Heinz Ward's schedule. And he's got, I mean, he really is just kind of the director of everything on the, the team side of things. Mm -hmm. He doesn't deal with ticket sales. He doesn't deal with parking. We didn't ask him any questions about that. That's all outside of his purview, but everything the team is dealing with, that's, 51 players, a coaching staff, and a front office staff. He's the guy that is coordinating all of that. That's a job. Mm-hmm. And a Man, podcast. And a podcast. We want to interview you. We want to interview you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a podcast that just won't leave him alone. Yeah. You give me yeah, a coloring no. page. <laughs> Great guy. Are, super busy. We are five days away from San Antonio Brahma's football, and I know everybody's got lots of questions because they're not sure how any of this is going to go or what we can expect. People like Michael Wayne Davis who checks in and says, Hey, anybody hear anything on jerseys yet? No. Haven't. Um, I've heard rumors that we won't see them until season two. Hi, Michael. I've heard rumors that they will be sold at the Alamo dome day of. I've heard rumors that um, they will be out uh, last Tuesday. So I, all I'm hearing right now is rumors. Um, I don't have any good information for you. I will tell you that um, it it is it does not seem to be on the top of the XFL priority list. Um, right, and that's okay. But that, for me. Their I will say that's okay. game. of all the rumors we've I've heard, we've heard or I've heard the worst case scenario is. Not going to happen season one. It's been, they've been pushed to season, a season two thing, but you know what? That's the worst case scenario for the Jersey, but it's the best case scenario of all of the possible solutions because season two. That's right. Season and that's two, what's baby. like, that's, that's the big deal. That's the important thing. So Absolutely. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. And then Brian checking in from Reels and Hills, And he says, uh, so what are some final score predictions? Or predictions on the point spread. Uh, anybody got any guesses? Because right now that's all it is. It's guesses. Right. It's all guessing, but 
with uh, as pumped up as that home team is going to be and the crowd behind them and the noise. Um, I, I was hesitant to give a big advantage to the Brahmas, but I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. Sorry to all you uh, battle chickens fans out there. You know, we've made some friends with some of these people out there. No disrespect, but your team is in so much trouble. It's, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say Brahma's 37 battle Hawks 21. Okay. 37, 21, 22, 22. I'll give them another point because of the whole extra. <laughs> yeah. 37, 22. Yeah. And that, yeah, it, it's going to be ugly. I'm going to go uh, Brahma's 29 battle Hawks 15. 29-15. Yeah. I really think that we're going to see something sort of like what we saw at the beginning of the AAF season, which was a really good game, but it was a defensive game where the offenses weren't really 100% sure of how game time action was going to feel or look. Defense is always, it seems like, easier early in one of these kind of uh, ventures. And so I think it's going to be lower scoring. I think I threw out something the other day that was like 35-21. I really think it's going to be something more like a a, a 17-6 to kind of victory for the Brahmas. I think it's going to be defensive battle. Um, I hope I'm wrong because offense is always fun to watch. But I really think that it's going to take a few minutes, a game at least, for offenses to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. Whereas defenses just have to stop them and you can be reactionary and play and, and still be successful on defense. So I understand that. And the, the typical thinking is, yeah, it's going to take some time to get that offense going. It's a lot easier to get defense uh, running on all cylinders before it is offense. But if we're going to compare first AAF commanders game to first, I'll just throw this out there to compare it and say why I'm thinking it's going to be, a lot better offensively. Mike Riley, Heinz Ward. Right. Mike Riley versus Heinz Ward. I <laughs> know who I animal. I know who totally I back animal. offensively. If you're gonna give me the choice of those two guys, who's gonna put the better offense on the field? Sure. Uh Brian also mentions uh that Vegas has the Brahmas at a five plus five fifty to win it all. That's if you bet a hundred dollars. If I understand, I'm not a better, I'm not a gambler, but if you bet a hundred dollars and the Brahmas win the championship at the end of the season, you will receive five hundred and fifty dollars back on that bet, and that only makes sense in context of what everyone else is is averaging on that. The Brahmas are. Number four, they're right in the middle of the odds makers of uh, Vegas right now. They have, I believe, the Battlehawks are number one at a plus 400. And then the Guardians and another team are tied in the eighth spot or seventh spot, ultimately, at like plus 750. Um, So 400, that means they feel like the Battlehawks are going to be more likely to win the championship. We are number four on that list at 550, and then there are two teams tied at 750. I love where we are on this. Like, 
Who knows? They're guessing, but Vegas guesses well. Vegas That's doesn't true. guess. They they're they're dealing with money. They're not just throwing stuff out. Um, they're they're basing that on something. And if that is the case, I love where we are because we are in the middle of the pack, and they're saying it wouldn't surprise us to see them win. But we don't have a ton to go on. And I feel like that's extra motivation for the Brahmas, for Heinz Ward to be like, this is what Vegas says about us. Are we better than that? Are we better than the Battlehawks? And I love that our first game is against the team that is ranked by Vegas to be number one because it is extra motivation. Like, this is the team Vegas says is better than you. Are they right? Um, you know, go out and prove whether they're right or wrong. And so I kind of love where we are. Any thoughts, Leo, about where we rank as far as Vegas odds? Well, I've seen a couple of sites that have different perspectives, particularly on the Battlehawks, where I think I saw another, another. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, where the Battlehawks were lower than the Brahmas. Uh, but I know, you know, there's a lot that goes into that and analytics and, you know, whatever they base, they base those decisions on. And you're right. It's not just complete conjecture and speculation, which is all the fan base is doing right now. Um, but I, I have not seen the Brahmas on any of those gambling websites uh, ranked in the lower half. They're always kind of either towards the middle or more towards the top. I think the, the highest I've seen them is second or third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which is, is good. And they base that on, uh, you can read on some of it is on, on the coaching staff, not necessarily Heinz Ward, but on his, uh, offensive and defensive coordinators who have lots of experience to make up for his inexperience. Um, and then also on the rosters. Um, and I think universally, I haven't seen anyone really critical of the roster that the team has built. And it's really encouraging to see, you know, coach Ward, it's not like he's going to come out and say, well, I don't know about my roster, but I mean, he seems like really excited about the team he's put together. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a genuine guy and he's going out there and saying, I'm really excited about this group of guys. I think they're going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm buying into it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid that Heinz Ward is serving me. And, I'm uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. yeah. So Michael Wayne Davis asks if they scrimmage. Did they scrimmage or was there any sort of preseason? No. My understanding is while they haven't scrimmaged against any team, they have practiced with other teams. That is why they are gathering together for practices in the week in a hub so that they can practice against some other teams. So no, there hasn't been a traditional preseason or scrimmage game. I know that there was some of that in the Alliance of American football days and certainly in the, uh, USFL last year, they did some scrimmages that took place away from prying eyes with no cameras or anything on it. My understanding is while that hasn't happened, they have been practicing with some other teams to get some feel for guys that are in different colors and guys that are, are, are different. Yeah. It sounded like here. What? When do you think they'll get here? Like, are they coming that Saturday? Before Sunday. I think they'll come in before Sunday. All right, all right. Sometime before 2 p.m. on Sunday. Traditionally, traditionally the way sports, football, I think, specifically works is usually travel the day before. before. They don't want to pay for two nights in a hotel room. They're just going to pay for one. So I think Saturday both teams will arrive here. I don't know where they're going to be or what's 
what's going on with that. But I think both teams will probably arrive on Saturday, maybe early on Saturday so that they can get a full day's worth of rest and walkthroughs before their game at two o'clock on Sunday. That'd be my guess. And I think those Battlehawk players should go out on a Saturday night and hit the riverwalk guys. Treat yourselves to some big, you know, the 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 special Mexican plate, El Especial, with the enchiladas and the chalupa and the crispy taco, the rice and beans and the tortillas. Pile it on. The next next morning, have some amazing breakfast tacos tacos that you can only get in South Texas. And oh, you'll feel great during the game. Trust me, you'll you guys will have so much energy. Yeah, it's it'll be amazing. Add some jalapenos to that. Salsa. Salsa, jalapenos. Brian over at Reels and Heels says the rock will be there. Of course, I I don't know that that is uh, confirmed anywhere. I know that there are rumors, and I think even the Alamo Dome is supposed to have said something about the rock being there. Uh, While that may not be confirmed yet, I cannot imagine that he won't be. Uh, I think that the two other Texas games are on Saturday. He can go to his choice of Houston or Arlington on Saturday and then come down here on Sunday and be at two games. They can be at two different games. He can be at two different games this weekend without doing a whole lot of travel. Um, Where else would he want to be? Right. I mean, you're kicking off season, the season for your, your baby and you have the premier game uh, on Sunday between the, uh, the Brahmas and and the the Battlehawks. I mean, I can't think of any other place I would want to be if I were Dwayne Johnson. I, I tend to believe that he's going to be here. Oh Makes yeah, sense. I mean, I don't I don't doubt it. And it would not surprise me at all if he's going to be at the Vegas and Arlington game. The Arlington game is the first game of the uh, XFL schedule. It is the one that will kick all of this off on Saturday at 3 p.m. And I personally, Dwayne, if you're listening, you and I are buddies. We've been through a lot together. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't start the first game in XFL 3.0 by taking midfield, by taking the 50-yard line with a microphone in your hand and say, can you smell what the XFL is cooking? (laughs) You've done it wrong. (laughs) Because that's how the XFL started. That was the first thing that ever happened to the XFL back in 2000, 2001, whatever it was, was Dwayne the Rock Johnson mm-hmm. walking to center, walking to the 50-yard line with a microphone and with the people's eyebrow. And and can you smell what the XFL is cooking? If you don't do it again, now that you are the owner, now that you are in charge, you've done it wrong. Right. You, you just missed an opportunity. So in Arlington, which, by the way, is their base of operations, so it makes perfect sense for him to be at that game, okay. walk to the midfield, and before a coin toss, let's hear it. Um, let's hear it all start again the way it started way back 23 years ago or whatever that was. Well, I will make a prediction and say, because I'm sure he has a private jet, he's going to be at every game. Him and Danny Garcia will attend every game. You heard it here first. Well, that's not possible. I say it is. <laughs> he, doesn't no have to stay. he doesn't have to stay for the whole game, but he can be there for every start of the game. I, I, 
Maybe. I, maybe. Three of them are in Texas, so it's a short flight. I think so. I think so. I, mm, you had a yeah. private jet. Wouldn't you do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love football. If I and... did. If I had a private jet, I'd be jetting all over the place. No, I, yeah. I certainly would not. I'd choose my favorite and stick to one, yeah. I, I would go to one game each day. I would watch the other one in my hotel room or in a spot, you know, that, that I was comfortable. Um, I would be, if it were me, I would be at the Arlington game and then I would go back to my hotel room or a comf- comfortable spot with a few friends and watch the Houston Roughnecks game and then be on a plane that night over to San Antonio or drive. You can drive from Arlington to San Antonio pretty easy. He is not going to drive. He won't drive. He'll be driven. He is not. Maybe be driven. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> and then same thing. I would watch the uh, the Brahmas game and then get somewhere comfortable and watch the Sea Dragons take on the defenders um, to round out the weekend uh, somewhere comfortable and then get ready for week two because there's a week two right around the corner. There is no time to stop or breathe. Um, it's all about football starting on Saturday for Danny Garcia and the rock and all of those people, uh, Jose Jefferson and Heinz Ward and all those people are going to be dealing with football for the next, uh, 10 weeks or 11 weeks, whatever it is. John Navarez with the ticket sales. Yeah. I want to have him back on. I know he's probably busy this week, but we need to catch back up with him. And I think Mike Sheehan is in charge of, and also no, is in charge of like social media, stuff like that. So there's some other guests that could be popping up on the Smoking Gun podcast. Yeah, possibility. Michael Wayne Davis says you could send Danny Garcia to two games and then you could go to two games if you were The Rock. I really think they want to experience this together. They they have not done much in this league where they have not done it together. Most of what they've done, I've seen them appearing together uh, which is really an interesting dynamic of their relationship. Uh, you know, former, uh, you know, they used to be married. They are not currently married, but they are business partners together and work really, really well together. Um, I, I really feel like this is probably something they want to see come to fruition side by side, but I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Um, you're right. Dividing and conquering would make a certain amount of sense. We'll so the out. XFL. It's it's XFL football in five days. I'm so excited. I, I really am. I'm I'm excited for the uh, the Brahmas game, but I'm I'm also excited for Saturday when we can just see what the XFL is going to look like. Um, yeah. Watching watching the Arlington and Houston games is going to be interesting. Like it, it would be nice. I think so too, and I actually think it's like an advantage and it, and it's better to be able to watch those two games on Saturday before we go to the game or watch the game. Sorry, Philip and experience the Brahma's first game uh, in person or personally, we get to, we kind of get to get our feet wet a little bit and see what it looks like and then get to go do it all in our own flavor. Um, and, you know, best what we saw, which will happen. Right. Yeah. Um, so that is XFL football and we are super excited for that, but we don't just cover XFL football. Um, we have been XFL heavy today and probably will be for the next few weeks because that's what's going on, but we would be remiss not to mention that the gunslingers 
um, are also out there. A great question. Michael Wayne Davis pops in and says, hey, what channel can we watch the games on? That's a great question. Uh, The Arlington game that starts off the weekend is going to be on ABC. The Houston Roughnecks game is going to be on ESPN and FX. Our game is also on ABC, and then the DC game will be on ESPN as well. Um, And if you have ESPN Plus, my understanding is you will be able to watch all of the games through your ESPN Plus uh, subscription. Now, I haven't seen that in practice, but that's what I feel like I read is if you have ESPN Plus, you don't have to search around for the games. Just go to your ESPN Plus subscription, and you'll be able to watch all of the games through that did not know uh, that that's cool mm-hmm. that, is, that was my understanding i could be lying to you but that's what i understood what's up what what's up rc no nothing i said that's good information that you're providing yeah. about the channels so that is week one of the xfl let's talk a little bit about the gunslingers and uh i really re- they continue to impress me the fact that they are that they showed up on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Fred Shaw and the general manager, Carly, Carlos Felix. Uh, and his wife. At, and his wife was there too. Mm-hmm. They're at the uh, Alamo Beer Company. Michelle. Um, Michelle, yes. Just spectacular. I am I am so excited for the Brahma season. I really am. Like, I'm super excited for the Brahma season. I am also excited for the gunslinger season. Like if you ask me right now, which one are you more excited for? I could not tell you Mm -hmm. because I don't know what to expect. We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. I think I don't know what to expect from the Brahmas. I I really just don't. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a a great experience, but I don't know where we're going to fall into the rankings like we could be the middle it's of the a pack. guess we could be, yeah yeah it's we're guessing on the other side of that like i feel confident confident that the gunslingers are going to be contenders in the nal this year like i i feel confident that they can they can contend for a championship this year um oh man some of the things that we know some of the things that we don't know, some of the things that we know that we can't say yet. No, we can't exactly. say. Yes. And I hate when shows come on and they're like, <laughs> we know things we can't tell you, but we know things that we can't tell you. But it all suffices to say that not only on the field, I'm very excited to see what the gunslingers are going to do on the field. I'm equally excited to see what they do off the field or around the field as we move into the season, if you ask me right now, which one are you more excited for XFL or NAL? It is a coin toss. Um, I am so glad we get to experience both and we don't have to choose. Like we get to do both of them. So I I have to say this. Okay. I've said this before and I'll repeat it again for people that didn't hear it before. We had some newcomers and people watching now that have it. We're excited about the Brahmas because it's 
professional football on a grand scale that's back. It's the stage. It's the Alamo Dome. We talk about with Jose how crazy intense and loud it can get in there. By the way, UTSA was accused of pumping noise into the crowd yes, they on were. more than one occasion and during the, the conference championship game, which they're absolutely not doing. It's just the acoustics in there and the, the crowd. It's just crazy and and raucous and, and so much fun and the whole tailgating experience. Like that excites me. Right. We don't know what's going to happen on the field. We we have an idea. We believe in Coach Ward, and we're excited about that, but we really don't know. It's all a big guess right now. And like Philip said, with the San Antonio Gunslingers, like we are very confident that this is a year that it's championship or bust. Heads above, from head of the organization all the way down, everybody is working really hard, gearing towards that. And it's just going to be an amazing season on the field. We're almost certain of it. But as Philip said, around the field, everything, the experience, the engagement, I sent you guys a a private message this past weekend where I was going back and looking at some old things. I was was thinking about doing some graphics uh, projects, working on some things involving the show. And I was going back and looking at old graphics and looking at all that. And I stumbled across the gunslingers uh, YouTube page, not stumbled, but I went to their YouTube page to look for certain things and was looking at the videos. And I pulled up the video, the game day. I don't remember the date, but it's against the sharks. If you go back, if you have 15 minutes of your time, I'm talking to people, people that have not experienced a gunslingers experience, a gunslingers game. Uh, Brian over in Florida, you're moving to San Antonio. Go do this. Check this out. Go to the San Antonio gunslingers YouTube page. Find the video I'm talking about. It's 15 minutes long. It's well worth those 15 minutes. If you go and watch that, it encompasses perfectly what a game experience is like. And it's absolutely incredible. It's amazing what ownership has done, what this team has grown into, and the engagement with the fans and how pumped the players get and the team gets and the crowd and that all the extras they bring in uh music uh artists and concert. to, to, yeah concerts and it's just an absolute blast it's so much fun and it's crazy and rowdy and just at pure fast action right in front of you and you're like right in the middle of it and that video just kind of encompasses the whole thing perfectly you can't watch that video and not be pumped about it mm-hmm. go watch it go watch well, it and, and- those of you that have been with us and, and uh, went through last season with us and you recognize that like returning, you've got Kali Rashad, Philip Barnett. Uh, you've got Arthur Hobbs coming in from uh, the Albany empire, which is one of those. I was listening to inside the walls and they were talking about guys that could be breakout stars this year. Mm-hmm. And they said, what is interesting about Arthur Hobbs is he is as good a receiver and a player as is in the NAL, but he was on that Albany team where there were other guys that were just as good. And so he was the third guy there. Uh, So he's going to come over here and he's going to contribute here. We're adding Jonathan Bain. We've got Cody Brooks. Like the names that you see are just exciting. Um, And then, like we mentioned, there's some things that we can't talk about. One thing we can talk about is they are paying attention already mm-hmm. to some of the um, analysis that is coming out about the the National Arena League where they are getting kind of ranked in the middle. Like, ah, they're not going to be 
that bad. They're not going to be as bad as they were last year, you know, record wise, but they're not really contenders yet. That kind of seems to be where they're falling on some of this analysis that comes out from some of these folks like Jim and Zach over at inside the walls guys we love. And we, I understand why they're putting them where they're putting them. Um, I don't, in, I don't well, either. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that they are. I appreciate yeah. that they're putting Thank them you. where they are. Thank because you. Because we, we have already heard from players and mm-hmm. from head coach Fred Shaw that mm-hmm. they are paying attention. They are hearing those rankings, and uh, it is just extra motivation for them to come out and show the National Arena League um, how wrong they were. <laughs> they're, they are taking names. They are keeping receipts. Right, no. um, and I'm glad. I, I'm kind of glad that they're getting put right where they're getting put. I mean, there was one ranking. I don't remember what it was, but where they were just above the Warbirds. The Warbirds are a brand new team coming in. And last year, all we were told as we came into the league is, what do you expect? You're an expansion team. You're just coming into the league. You're not going to rank really highly this first season. Well, now we're not an expansion team anymore. We finished the season very well, and they're still like, yeah, but you're right there with this expansion team that hasn't played on this level yet. I don't. (laughs) That's laughable. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. We appreciate it. We really do. I am am excited for Sunday. I am excited for the Brahmas. I am equally excited for April 8th. uh, And the Carolina Cobras coming to Freeman Coliseum. I'm just as excited for that. That's only eight weeks away. Can you imagine what that's going to be like with Brahmas and gunslingers, you know, simultaneously. And and we've already talked about how there's not going to be a whole lot of overlap where we're going to be, you know, torn between the two, but what a time to be a football fan in San Antonio. It's just amazing. It, 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 amazing. We've talked about it, but now that it's here and like, it's right upon us, it's, it's an amazing feeling and everybody ought to be like super pumped. The whole city yeah. should be like cheering. That weekend should be spectacular for all of the San Antonio football football fans. You go to the San Antonio Gunslingers hosting and starting their season uh, against the Carolina Cobras on uh, Saturday night. You get up early Sunday morning and go to church because it's Easter Sunday. So you get up early, you go to church. And then you head out to the Alamo Dome Sunday afternoon to watch the Brahmas take on the in-state rival Houston Roughnecks. Like, that is a weekend. That is an awesome weekend. That is a spectacular weekend that you get to experience. Um, yeah. And and we will have an Easter egg hunt at the Brahmas tailgating. And, and an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. <laughs> on top of all of that. On top, top of, of all of that. that. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, crazy. Can you imagine what the uh, Smoke and Guns podcast episodes are going to be like in the middle of that? I mean, we're going to, we're, no. we're, we're not going to know <laughs> what our, our, our heads are going to explode. I did that. I did that. that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. McElwain Davis be- says all of the legacy NAL teams were very nervous toward the end of the last season. I said it m- many times at the end of last season. They were so glad 
that we were eliminated from playoff contention when we were. Because no team in the league wanted to play the gunslingers at the end of the season. Um, if we could have snuck into the, the playoffs, there's no reason to believe they could not have won a championship last year. They just dug themselves such a deep hole there at the beginning of the season. It was hard to get out. Yeah, that they just had trouble getting out of there. Uh, Reels and Heels, Brian says, is the league the gunslingers are in on TV? No, uh, but they are on YouTube. They broadcast all of those games on YouTube, home and away. You can find all those games and watch them. And in this day and age, being on YouTube is as good as TV because I can get it right there on my 58-inch screen in my living room and watch uh, the gunslingers play ball when they go to Jacksonville or when they go up to Albany. I'll be able to do all of that. Yeah, and the the broadcast uh, teams, the the video uh, presentations of these games on YouTube are really good. They're top notch. Just so. getting better. Yeah, they're yeah. just getting better all the time. Uh, RJ Garcia says somebody pranked me. I thought we had signed Johnny Manziel to the Brahmas or to the Gunslingers. And let me say, I don't care which one you're talking about. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do remember no. there was a post early on. It was it was easily more than a month ago for the Brahmas where somebody put out there about Johnny Manziel, and I think they were actually throwing shade at the XFL yeah. and the Brahmas, and it was yeah, it's it was nonsense. Yeah, that that's that's, that's not laughable. happening. Laughable. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We don't want it to happen. I don't want Johnny Manziel anywhere near my team, uh, anywhere near my league. He has he has killed. Um, football leagues at this point. Like he he signed with the Memphis Express and two weeks later, there was no such thing as the AAF anymore. Coincidence? <laughs> Is that, that's who we're blaming? <laughs> All I'm saying is he's a, if I learned anything in uh, high school statistics, it's a, that uh, that correlation is causation. Two things that happen at the same time means one caused the other. Isn't that what that means? Isn't that what we learned way back in statistics in high school? Yeah, uh, he was. He was in that with the fan run football league, right? Like the indoor yeah, fan, fan run. Football. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how yeah. good that that did either. So I think he's still doing it. That still exists. It's just it's it's interesting. It's gimmicky. And that's the only thing yes. I don't really like about it. It's it's a little gimmicky. They go the same direction on the field. They let fans call the plays. It, it just is a little gimmicky to me. I, I'm not saying it's bad. It's entertaining. I've watched some of it. Um, but it, it's just kind of not real football. It's kind of gimmicky to me. Yeah, Michael Wayne Davis, he says, actually, he's brought views to fan control. Football. I wouldn't doubt sure. that. Yeah, because he's got a following you know, a very, a very loyal uh, fan base that have stuck with him through quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, if, uh, if I, I want that on the, the Brahmas or the gunslingers. So the gunslingers will kick off on the eighth. We're excited about that, but we got lots of football to talk about between now and then, because by the time we sit here in these chairs next week, we will have seen a Brahma's football game. Yes. How exciting is that? It won't be speculation anymore. We can no. talk about what we've seen, what we know. 
Yes. And maybe we can, we'll be able to break some gunslingers news that we're so anxiously hopefully. wanting to break. <laughs> RC will be able to tell us how uh, jalapenos taste. Yes. No, don't Steve say that. <laughs> don't say that. I'm Just as a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Bring some milk. Well, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, whether you're going to have to, to gird up your loins and get mm. ready to eat the, uh, the jalapeno or not. Remember, if Sinet is the quarterback, then you lose uh -huh. and you have to eat. If Jawan Pass is the quarterback, you win. And those guys I, over at, at the uh, Brahma's bullpen have to eat. And then if you get you get saved, if Cohen is the yes. guy. No, no. I think if Cohen is a starter, they both should have to eat a jalapeno because they were both no. wrong. That was no, not that's... part of the deal. That was not that's... part of the deal. Don't give them any ideas. That's not how the bet was stated. I heard it. It is if this guy wins, you have to. If this guy win, if this guy starts, you have to. It was not uh you have to eat if your guy doesn't start. Philip, which would be different. Philip, it's really all your fault because I was going by what you said the previous episode, which you said, well, with the last name like pass, he has to be starting. That's I remember you saying that. So I was I did say that. Said. So she's only going with this because of you, Philip. This is all yeah. your my fault. fault. So I, I think you need to eat a jalapeno too, if I have to. Yeah. If Cohen well, becomes a starter, Michael Wayne Davis has to eat a jalapeno. How about that? He'll be there. We know he'll be there to join us. MWD, <laughs> you're up. Well, we are going to leave it there because we could really sit here for the next two hours and chat and talk yeah. about football. But it's time to get uh, ready. It's time to make sure you've got all your tailgate supplies together. It's time to go online and buy those parking passes. It is time to get ready for football because football in San Antonio is here. We've talked about it for months. We've talked about it for years. We actually have football starting in San Antonio this Sunday. All of you are going to be there. And the ones of you, the, those of us that cannot be there will be there in spirit watching on our big screen TV and enjoying uh, the San Antonio Brahmas and the St. Louis Battle Hawks as the third game of the week why a jalapeno and not a carolina reaper or scorpion pepper brian at reels and hills is upping yeah. <laughs> oh my god we want them to be able to watch the football game <laughs> i know you want me to pass out there at the tailgate or give blood <laughs> <laughs> we're so I, I excited won't go there. i won't go there we're so excited for football in san antonio because when it comes to professional football in the arena, on the 100-yard gridiron, when it comes to professional football up in Albany or down in Orlando, whether it's over in, uh, you know, yeah, Las Vegas or even down in Jacksonville, when it comes to professional football, as we found out and as, there, as everybody else is about to find out, 2-1-0, got something to say. Bang, bang.